Aloha, kakahiaka. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and if you didn't know, that was Good Morning in Hawaiian. Now, why am I speaking in Hawaiian a little bit? Just two words, not really speaking in Hawaiian. But that uh, is to do with our guest today, who is Mario Casada. He is a creative director in Honolulu, Hawaii. During this episode, we talk about how Mario originally started going to school to be an engineer, to get into engineering and realize that that was not the direction he wanted to go. Went over into art school and then didn't quite finish because he's got a job at Disney.com. This is back in the mid-90s and Mario was instrumental, a big part of the big Flash online phase. You know, the, the Flash you might not even know, but Flash was this thing for like animated and moving things online way back in the day. Uh, it's hard to find now. Actually, I don't think it exists now. Um, but he was instrumental in taking that in one of the first examples of the commercial use of Flash back in the day. He then started working at an agency that got to do a lot of fun projects, doing all of the extra budget spending for movies like The Dark Knight, like vehicles, like the Ford Fusion, all that fun extra budget stuff. He got to work on that stuff. And then 2008 hit, and y'all know what happened in 2008. That old recession and all of that extra thing dried up. The agency drastically changed form, and unfortunately, he did not end up sticking around. And that's when he moved to Hawaii. And I'll let him pick that story up there. We talk about the logo, or I guess I should say the letter, that has really stuck with him through his whole career. We talk about an awesome printed project that he was a part of back at that agency, and he created sort of the Gotham Times for a a sort of collateral from one of the Batman movies that he was part of there. Um, Not a part of the movie, but you know what I'm saying. And we also get into the most challenging time in his career so far, and it's now. And he explains why that is and what's got, what he's got going on. I really enjoyed chatting with Mario and hearing his stories, hearing where he's at and sort of where he wants to take his career and the journey that he's going on now. He's a father. He's a fit CrossFit dude and uh, a hardworking hustler. That's for sure. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, my fabulous guest, Mario Casada. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Mario, how are you, sir? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, man. Appreciate I, it. I got to ask, are you ready for a quickie? Absolutely. Perfect. Well, let's start with the hard question. Briefly tell the okay. listeners about yourself. <laughs> All right. Um, I am a creative director based out of Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, I am owner of a just my own little studio called Made by Maker, uh, spelled Made X Maker. Um, I'm originally from L.A. I went to Art Center in Pasadena um, after I 
started after I did a short stint at UCLA for engineering when I mm-hmm. quickly realized I did not want to do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, went to Art Center, which was great. Um, about halfway through, though, I quit um, and started working for Disney.com. Mm-hmm. Um, this is back in 1994, I think. Okay. Um, worked for Disney for a few years. Uh, there, I was kind of like integral in like starting the whole Flash craze. We were actually the first ones to do, yeah, we were the first ones to do Flash, like, on a commercial level. Um, after that, I worked for a bunch of studios. It was kind of like the internet heydays, right? So I could, I was learning everything, did motion, web, branding, anything you could think of, mm-hmm. um, and did that for a few studios. Went back to school in 2002. Just, there was a lull in work, so I was like, oh, I'll just take this time and go back to school and just kind of devote the rest of my my schooling to like doing like a master's thesis. At this point, I'd already been like a creative director at a couple of different companies. So mm-hmm. um, it was just really more for finishing the degree and kind of like making contacts. Um, after that, went to go work for some of the same friends I started Disney with um, at a small studio called Three Pin. Uh, we were quickly absorbed into a company called 42 Entertainment that started the whole subversive advertising campaign uh, in the early 2000s. Okay. Um, there we did some really cool work for like Nine Inch Nails, The Dark Knight um, movie for uh, Batman, uh, worked with Ford Fusion, Tron, Camry, Microsoft. We did a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, it was, it was cool. So it was all story-based, driven, subversive advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2008 hit, and that was awesome. So, uh, no, nobody had, <laughs> I didn't get any sarcasm out of that at all. <laughs> 2008 was awesome. Um, yeah. So the way we did work as we get, we would get all these like really cool, like little extra, you know, um, whatchamacallit, we'd get all the, the extra money that, that they wanted to spend on fun, little cool ideas and yeah. advertising. So when the market crashed, um, all of that dried up. They didn't have any more extra money. Um, so we went from a studio of about 22 to a studio of six, and I was wow. not part of that six. So uh, after that, I moved out to Hawaii. Uh, my brother and sister had moved out here a few years prior. And then um, what else? So out here in Hawaii, there really wasn't at that point it's it's a little different now but there really wasn't at that point too much going on in the terms of design mm-hmm. um, so just kind of like kind of a de- design wasteland at that point but um it was it was interesting i started doing i worked for and started doing some um branding for churches and um i started crossfit around that time so i did a lot of a lot of branding for a lot of the CrossFits in Hawaii and mm-hmm. on the mainland, and that kind of like started a different um, trajectory for my career, more being more fitness centric. Um, started a couple of T-shirt brands, uh, one called Shakas and Snatches, uh, which is very Hawaii centric. <laughs> That's awesome. And then one called Viejo Strong, which just means old man strong and kind of like pseudo Spanish. Uh, still running those. Uh, those have been really fun, um, and now I'm just. Now I'm just back um, diving full into like dad life. I kind of had to take a pause on a, on a day job and mm-hmm. now I'm back to dad life and full-time designpreneur. Um, so uh, doing doing a lot of branding and then uh, strategically moving towards branding stra- brand strategy for, for larger companies and things like that. That's great. So that, 
that's a long way to say, yeah, that's what I do. So <laughs> that's awesome. You gave me the full story. So a couple of things I wanted to touch on in that is that um, for when you guys were getting into heavy flash back at that Disney.com, that yeah. flash died off really quickly. Hey, um, or what that, felt like quickly for me. That flash, like so, this is this is like pre even the word flash. So yeah. I learned flash as future splash um, from the guys that invented it. Um, after that, uh, we did. It was a. It was like maybe a heyday of like maybe four stro- solid years. They were doing like vector animations and things. Mm-hmm. It quickly moved into very coding centric, and then video, and then kind of like. I think the the last legs of it really just held on to that video streaming kind of platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but I, I I stopped using it way before that happened. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was, it was it was interesting. But yeah, it was it was really it was the thing for a while. You know, it was it was really the the big thing for a while, and got a lot of work out of that for sure. And then you, when you went to Hawaii, it was basically like a design um, wasteland. Like you could do anything. That's almost like a great spot to land in because you could start. It. It is a great spot to land in if you're if you're not looking for work. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, it's not a great spot to land in if uh, you're um, uh, you know if you're you're kind of starving and there's really there's really no work coming in. So mm-hmm. um, it was great in the sense that I could start anything and mm-hmm. do anything. Um, I tried to work for a small company out here for a short while. Um, they kind of imploded right away. And uh, it's just, a, it's a really strange, it's very, very tourist centric. So mm-hmm. there's really not a lot of like an industry other than tourism um, and selling Hawaii. So kind of have to, you know, when you, when you don't have a door to, to walk through, you got to kind of paint your own. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did with, with the brands and stuff. Oh, great idea. Yeah. So before all of that great stuff that you just mentioned, I want to go a little bit further back and I want to ask you about your childhood. Cool. Do you feel that you had a creative childhood that pointed you in this career path and what made it that way? Um, one of my earliest memories of my mom asking me what I want to do when I grow up, I, I must've been like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I don't know if I could color for the rest of my life. That w- that's what I want to do. So um, that's kind of like the earliest memory I have of any, of doing anything or thinking about anything creative as far mm-hmm. as a career. Um, and then, you know, I, I went into engineering after high school, um, which was really weird. And, but through that, I, I realized that, um, I didn't really want to do that. And then I, and then I found, I found that design was a career after that. Like when I was 18, then, then it was all over after that. Definitely. So that was then... I guess, sort of your encouragement into the creative direction. Yeah. So um, once I kind of stepped onto the Art Center campus, um, I realized that I didn't want to do anything else other than create art and design. Mm -hmm. Um, I I went to Art Center at night doing night classes for about a year to get my portfolio ready just to even get into the full-time program. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, once I took one class and and I was surrounded by all that amazing art and design, um, I was hooked. It was just, it was all over. That was the first time in my life that I had, that I really knew that I had a purpose and that was my, that was my calling. What a cool moment that would be. Yeah. So is there any design or piece of art or anything that stands out to you as the most influential of your life so far? Um, you know, 
I, I was trying to think of something, my earliest memory of anything graphic that I had um, that kind of really caught my eye. And, and it has to be when I was a kid, like when I was like five or four. Um, the earliest design logo or anything I can remember is, is the Disney D. Mm-hmm. Um, going living in Southern California, we went to Disneyland a few times, you know, um, and I think that was one of the first times I realized that 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 a graphic or a design could mean so much more than just letters, um, and that was that's probably the the earliest memory I have of of anything pseudo design related uh, in my life that kind of like gave me an in like a it gave me uh, insight into a totally different world um, that was possible. That's cool. That D, I can completely picture it in my head right now. <laughs> yeah, it was just like you know, as a kid, it's, it's magic, right? That yeah. that whole that word is just magic, and it means so much more. Um, so, just like equating some kind of a design to to this magical world, it was was pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. So, Mario, then, who are some of the designers and brands that you look up to and closely follow, and what is it about them that you like? Uh, you know what? I don't I don't follow too many brands or I follow some designers um, just because I like maybe their style or, or what they're doing um, kind of overall. But um, I think right now the, the, the most influential and most um, meaningful person and brand that I'm that I'm looking at right now is uh, Chris Doe and what's he's what he's doing with the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just kind of they're turning business design um uh, education like up on its head mm-hmm. and i think the the idea of what he's doing is just insane um just sharing and um empowering creatives to to be uh entrepreneurs um and successful entrepreneurs at that um that's that's probably the most influential thing that i can that I'm looking at right now. He's, he's really looking at it as a form of community, not competition, right? And and he's really working hard to sort of, I guess, share the importance of design beyond just a designer audience. It feels. Yeah, uh, you know, he his his mission right now is to to teach one billion people, um, yeah, and and to like influence them uh, in in a positive way, and and he's well on his way. Um, the, the thing that I think is, has been the most striking to me over the last few years, just kind of, I met Chris a long time ago. He, we went to the same school. Mm-hmm. Um, I met, I met him way back in the day. Um, and, um, a quick little story about, about Chris. Um, I found out when I, when I first started going to art center, he had graduated maybe three years before I mm-hmm. got there. Um, I found his name somehow. I started looking into motion graphics, and I, I just started seeing his name everywhere. And he wasn't very popular at that point. Um, I think at that point he might have been working um, as a contractor for um, for Kyle Cooper. Um, so I somehow found his email. Um, I emailed him. I remember I was working at Disney. I emailed him. Um, I had just left Art Center. Um, because I wanted to, I just wanted him to look at my portfolio and and talk to me and tell me anything. And he totally, he, he didn't know me. He invited me down to his studio uh, in LA at that point. Um, which I think he was, he was living and working in, in that, in that (laughs) studio. Um, so I, I walk in and he's just, he was just so generous with his time. This is like, you know, this is 90, I want to say this is 97, maybe Mm -hmm. 96, 
Um, and uh, he was just, he just sat down and he looked at my portfolio and he's like, he just kind of encouraged me, he told me where I needed work and, and told me to just keep going. And, and it was like 15 minutes, but the, the point, the time that he took for me and with me was just, was, was huge as a, as a young designer, just trying to figure out what he's doing in the world, you know? So way back then he was still, he was doing that. And now he just kind of has found his, his platform to do it for and, and with as many people as possible. So yeah, it's definitely not about competition. I don't really think that he has competition, Mm -hmm. um, in that, but, um, his whole thing is just about sharing and, and being a resource. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. So he was almost like a, a mini mentor at that stage in your life. Oh, absolutely. He was, he was definitely, um, he didn't know me and, and I hardly even knew him. I knew of him. I knew what he had done. Um, but definitely, uh, what the work he had done was mentoring me in that, in that stage and then mm-hmm. meeting him and giving me that, that advice at that time was, was, was amazing. Nicely laid out, Mario. Thank you. Um, so I've got a couple of questions now for you about print and I'd okay. like to hear how you have utilized print in your design career. And if you have any stories around printer packaging, uh, I have done print over the breadth of my career, uh-huh. um, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it has never been my main focus. I've never been like a print designer per se, but uh-huh. because, uh, because I was working with that, that ad agency, everything we did had some kind of print, um, component to it. Um, and, uh, I'll just tell you a little story about, um, the dark night. We, we printed, uh, the Gotham Gazette, I think it was called. Um, and so we, we actually made, uh, was Gotham times. Uh, we actually made, um, papers like actual, like, you know, one, just one fold, um, four page, uh, Gotham time papers. Um, and, uh, you know, we had to get them printed. We had to get them, we had to get, we had to make everything look right and everything. And, uh, uh, so that was pretty cool because everything we did for that, for that campaign, um, we had such an amount of just amazing ephemera after that. Just, Uh we had all this cool, like Gotham, like actual, you know, branded, cool, Batman stuff, which is, which is just like a little kid's dream. It was awesome. Yeah. Do you have a lot of that stuff around the studio still? Um, I don't, um, I know where it is. Um, it's in LA, but, um, I don't have, uh, much of it. I, I didn't bring hardly anything when I moved to Hawaii. It was mm-hmm. kind of like I had a bag and I was sleeping on my brother's, my brother's floor for a while. So that was, that was my move. <laughs> <laughs> that was your move at the time. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, so then the next couple of questions I have for you, take you down part of your career where you likely have made some mistakes yeah, and um, learn some lessons. And I want to pull those stories out for the listeners. So what do you think has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Um, I'm going to echo probably one of your, one of your more recent, um, your more recent guests and say, this is the most, uh, challenging time of my career right now. Um, just because, uh, I'm, there's challenging things about it in the sense that I'm diving back into a very, very full-time design career, mm-hmm. uh, which I haven't, I've been doing it part-time for a few years. Um, and I'm, uh, having to face, you know, 
getting clients and kind of rebuilding my book of business mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. So, um, and at the same time, doing like kind of daddy daycare um, on the side too. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm taking care of my two small kids. One's three, one's one. Um, yeah, and, that's a handful. Yeah, and and doing design as well. So um, it's definitely definitely a challenging time. Um, but I know that this is the path that God's laid out for me. So that's, this is where I'm going. So I'm excited, but it's, it's definitely tough. It's definitely trying. Yeah. I have three kids myself. Mine are older than yours. I've been through that. My, I'm at, uh, 11, nine and seven now. Oh, okay. So older in school. And as soon as they're all in school, you know, life gets a little bit more clear yeah. <laughs> just because you got a little bit of time back. Right. You did that. You did that two year separation too. That was, that must've been fun because that's where I'm at right now. And it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So at one point we had three kids under the age of four, under the age of four. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Oh, man. That's just crazy. Yeah. You know, and looking back at it now, when you think about it, you can remember it. You remember the details. You remember things that happened. Um, but it's such like, it feels like such a small blip on the radar of time because it's just, it was so crazy that you just can't. Yeah. So somehow we did it. We, we made it. Yeah, that you, time, you right? make you make it through, and it's like it's a blur, and mm-hmm. and you're like, oh well. Then you're like kind of reminiscing a little bit, and you're like, oh, remember when they were so small? And totally, you, you kind of forget about the you know the mountains of diapers and things like that. Yeah, the diapers I don't miss at all, but, <laughs> but I, I love looking back at old pictures, and then then it all comes back. I can remember all of it, but absolutely. Um, so this this challenging time, you know, where you're balancing work, you're balancing being a father, you're trying to build your book of business. Um, how are you getting through that? Are you looking for a business outside of Hawaii or are you trying to build within Hawaii? Um, I'm always looking for business outside of Hawaii. I have a lot of contacts uh, on the mainland is what they call the contiguous 48 states. Um, I have a lot of contacts out there. So um, I'm always kind of in their ear asking them if they need any work or if there's anything we can partner on. Um, I still do um, some brand management for a couple of CrossFit boxes mm-hmm. uh, on the mainland. So constantly working with them and, and their brands and things like that. So looking to expand that more. Um, always, always looking for new and better challenges. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hawaii is definitely not the end all be all. Yeah. yeah. So as a big CrossFit guy, um, you know, you almost seem like you're positioned well to create a CrossFit product and do all the design for it and, you know, really put yourself out there that way too. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where the, the brands were kind of birthed out of their, their kind of CrossFit focused and centric. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's, that was, that was the, the, the impetus behind starting those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I want to ask you about a specific design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well. Um, maybe it was a, a boardroom presentation that fell flat or just something that didn't work out. Um, what was that like? How did that feel? Take us to that story. Um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to uh, just a few years back, um, speaking of CrossFit, um, the, the brand that, that we had started, Shakas and Snatches, um, my business partner and I, um, Josh, we, uh, we started making contacts through all the, all the CrossFits and all the fitness-related um, contests on the islands and things. And so people started looking to us for design, started looking to us for production of t-shirts and, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, we had a huge order. Uh, I want to say is 350 shirts. Um, a lot of them had to have specific names on the back. We had, it was, it was very, there was, there's a lot of stuff going on in the print order. 
Um, we made sure that the printer had it at least a month in advance. Uh, we were assured uh, 50 times that they would make the date to deliver the shirts on time. As with any um, contest or or you know athletic event, you want to make sure you have the shirts for the people when they're checking in. The shirts didn't get delivered until the day after the event. So uh, we had to eat a lot of that. We had to eat all of it, actually. Um, we had to give them their shirts for free, obviously, and ship everybody's stuff all over the place. So working with, working with um, I think, commercial silkscreen printers has been a challenge locally. Hmm. Um, it's been, yeah, so we definitely had to move all of our printing to, to the mainland and um, uh, because of that. But, yeah, it was just, it was a nightmare. Um, it's just the logistics of everything. We, we thought we had taken care of everything, but obviously – um, they didn't, they didn't take our dates seriously enough and mm. things just got pushed and pushed and pushed and our stuff got late. So, oh man, you're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place right there because you, you need to still create a good experience for the participants. Yeah, absolutely. And it just kind of like, it really deflated the experience. I mean, the, the, the athletic contest was great regardless, but um, the thing that people kind of wear as badges, you know, are the t-shirts for the event and things mm -hmm. like that. So, mm -hmm. uh, we, we really kind of had to humble ourselves and, and, um, we, we, you know, we showed up with egg on our face and it was just not, not never fun. No, never it fun never is. <laughs> okay. I'm going to turn this bus around to a happy place here for you. All right. um, I want you to take us to a project that you've been a part of that you are the most proud of, the one that just makes your heart sing or a big design feather in your cap. Um, let me see. The most proud of. Um, I have a lot of really just fun things that, I, that I've done over the years. I think the, the project that I started um, with my brother-in-law about five years ago, the 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 Masters T-shirt brand. Um, it's called Viejo Strong. It's just a play on you know Old Man Strong. Um, and we we thought of it as as a joke. <laughs> it was just a joke. And we're like, hey man, what about this? Let's just let's just start posting stuff on Instagram of just us lifting and and for whatever reason, people just started getting a hold of it. Um, mm -hmm. It became it, it's become a movement. Um, I have you know I've I've sponsored athletes like all over the all over the united states um i have a couple in puerto rico uh, people just wanting to be their best selves past 35 past 45 mm. uh we have a we have a power lifter in connecticut that is 70 and she's amazing That's she's just amazing she's she's just crushing it and and so yeah I, I think the most the thing that i'm most proud of is 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 that um just because it started as you know, it started as a joke. It started as a, oh, this is funny. And now, you know, we have 10 plus thousand followers on Instagram and we have people all over the world like that, is, that have ordered our stuff. I've, I've sent stuff to, to Munich and to Amsterdam for whatever reason. I don't mm -hmm. know. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a movement and it's really about um, people, people wanting to be their best selves uh, no matter what their age. And um, I came up with this lion, um, this lion, uh, kind of iconography and um, and I, I came up with this this term called that says beware the old lions you know an old lion is still a lion mm -hmm. and um, so uh, that that that's been that's been kind of one of the most fun things that I've done in my career. 
An old lion is still a lion. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in that, what kind of products are you putting together? Is it just strictly t-shirts or what else do you have going on with that business? Uh, yeah, mostly t-shirts, uh, mostly t-shirts, um, hats. We've put out, um, a couple of, you know, trinkets and things like that with, with our name on it and stickers and things like that. It's just, it's just a quick little brand for people to kind of, um, you know, attach themselves to, Mm uh, looking to next year, we're probably going to come out start coming out with, um, a couple more offerings, um, related to that. Um, so like, you know, some shorts and things like that, that, that people wear, um, but it's, it's never, it was never meant to be kind of a, like a, an equipment thing. It was, it was just more for like a branding thing. You know, mm-hmm. it was a, it's an exercise in branding and it's an exercise in, in building a community. And that's all we want to do. I like how you said that an exercise in branding. Yeah. That's turning into something more. It sounds, <laughs> like. It sounds like it's got some legs. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, Mario, what is one design product tool website or a community that you just can't live without? One design product tool website or community that I just can't live without. Um, I will go back to the future. I'm, I'm part of their pro community. Um, and I've met an incredible amount of, uh, amazing designers and just general, um, fantastic quality human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that right now in, at this time in my career, um, when I'm needing to lean more on people and their wisdom, um, that's a place that I, I lean heavily right now. Nicely done. I like that. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not too familiar with their pro community. What's involved with that? <clears throat> um, you, um, you're part of the pro community. You have a, you have a private Facebook group is about, I think there's a probably over 300 of us right now. Um, there are weekly calls with Chris himself. Um, it's kind of open call. He either is, he's either teaching us new things or um, asking us what we want to learn. And then it's a lot of um, group um, group learning, peer mentoring. Um, um, also a lot of like um, cross promoting as far as like um, – Say I'm a branding person. There's another person that's a 3D guy. There's another mm-hmm. person that's just web development. Um, now we have a community of of really um, awesome individuals that we can go to and kind of create bigger and better projects and mm. and go forward to um, be I think bigger than do bigger things than we can by ourselves. Um, the other thing is just um, a lot of just um, great learning about uh, business, and that's mm. something I never I never gotten in design school. So yeah, they definitely don't teach that. (laughs) Definitely don't teach that. (laughs) Nice. I like that. You have reached the point of the show for the ask it forward question. So I have a question for you from my previous guest and you have the opportunity to ask a question on my next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. Cool. So my last guests were Amy and Jen hood from Hoodspa design. Oh wow. Okay. Right on. Yeah. So they wanted to ask, um, what, is your proposal process what uh, do you use a slide deck what's it all look like hmm proposal process um i have i have started shying away from proposals recently um Mm -hmm. my proposal process is more now a conversation Mm -hmm. so if people want to have you know they, they hit me up for a proposal i ask for a meeting um if they if they say yes to the meeting then 
um, I'll go in and I won't bring anything with me. I'll, I'll go in and ask a lot of questions, mm-hmm. um, asking them why they want what they want, where they're going with it, uh, what their um, what their ideas are of um, the success of the project, what they're going to get out of it, and how how I can help and kind of why me. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of why why me statements. Why would I be good for that? Why is why did you reach out to me? What what is it that I have uniquely? to offer you in this in this time mm-hmm. um, and if they're still interested in going forward I'll give them an idea of um, maybe a, a cost estimate and ask them if they want to do like a full um, strategic offering as far as like what they're looking for at that point I'm I've talked to them in in a much different tone I'm not I'm not I'm not looking to be a gun for hire anymore I've done that for years and years and years mm-hmm. so my whole proposal process is more of a conversational piece um, asking them um, how I can how I can benefit them beyond a logo or or whatever their their idea of their project is yeah it's interesting you say that because typically a first meeting is you know you trying to sell yourself but in this yeah, case yeah. it's the opposite you're asking them why yeah um, and you know that 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 comes from you know just being mentored by all these like amazing minds online right now. Um, and you know, I, I just want to make sure that I'm the right fit. And if I'm not, then there's no, there's no need for me to waste my time in creating them a proposal. Mm-hmm. And there's no need for them to read a proposal that I've created if, if I'm not the right fit. So, mm-hmm. uh, my whole, my whole, um, I guess method going forward is to, um, have them sell me on them. So kind of reversing, reversing the tables a little bit. And then, then we're into a different conversation. They see me more as a partner. They see me more as a collaborator instead of just a pixel pusher, which I'm definitely not interested in being anymore. I like that approach. Thank you. I like it. Um, what is your question that you would like me to ask the next guest? Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, I'm going to ask a fitness or wellness focused question. All right. Uh, what is the one thing that you do to take care of yourself, whether it's, you know, a workout, whether it's a, you know, massage, whatever, what is the one thing that you do, your, your go-to self-care technique? I like it. I I'm going to ask the next guest. You Sounds good. You've made it to the answer. Awesome. Thanks for being a guest on the show. I really appreciate your time and you coming on and sharing these stories with us. Thank you, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you asking and uh, thank you for inviting me. All right. That is the end of today's episode. Mahalo for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And you know, I will be back again tomorrow. See you then.